Hello and welcome to HM Loves Books and Writing. This is Holly Millward, a writer and a reader. This is episode 19. <laughs> um, and we're reviewing A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemmerer. I have my sister Jody with me today, which is a fun treat. We're in a Starbucks, so you might hear some background noise. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're going to discuss this book um, more in depth than I normally go into detail. Usually I don't like to give spoilers and just kind of go into some general thoughts about the book and the synopsis, but this time we're going to delve a little bit deeper. So a warning, there will be spoilers. Um, and again, this is A Curse So Dark and Lonely. All right, so this book is kind of a Beauty and the Beast retelling, um, and it's got an interesting take. Um, one of the characters is in this, in this fantasy kingdom called Emberfall, and it's kind of a medieval setting. Um, while the Belle character, her name is Harper, she is from Washington, D.C. in modern times. So it's an interesting mix of different times and different, um, yeah. <laughs> so what happens is she gets drawn into this kingdom. She's kidnapped, actually, um, into this kingdom and has to learn about some weird things that are, have been going on. <laughs> Jody, what would you like to add? I like the differences. Um, Harper in this story is not your typical beauty. She has cerebral palsy, and I have to admit, I didn't really know a whole lot about it before I read this book. Um, I'm glad to have read it to see Harper's journey. Um, the beast is not always a beast. He is actually transformed at certain times of the years, but... Um, He's not always beastly. He's actually rather handsome when he's not beastly. So, <laughs> um, and Harper, the Bell character, has a brother. He, I think he's mainly, he would be more like the Gaston figure in the book. Um, and I like that she's not bartered. That kind of bugs me. And all of the Beauty and the Beast retellings is that she's bartered to a beast. Um, and I, I like the story because you, uh, you are able to travel through the Beast Kingdom and meet the characters that are also affected by the curse and see how the Beast or the Prince Rin has handled his curse um, being a ruler of an actual kingdom. Yeah, so a little bit more about this curse. What happens is many, 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 many years ago, I don't, I don't even remember how many, like 350 or something like that. I don't know, years ago. Some number. Yeah, some number. <laughs> seasons ago. I don't, I'm not even sure time. if it's... I was actually a little confused about the timing because the time is different. I thought it was five years, but time is different there no. than it is in reality. Well, it's, so we don't... time is different in his immediate castle than it is in the surrounding countryside. So at one point it was like 350 years, but then they were talking about this five years. So I was really confused, uh, honestly, about a little bit with the, because um, remember they said, can we give the disclaimer that it's been a couple of weeks since we've read it and I've read okay. like four books since then. Yes. Yeah, so Jody and I both mentioned when we got here this morning that even though like I only read this book two weeks ago, so it should be pretty fresh in my mind, <laughs> but it, 
a lot of things have happened since then, so I'm having a little bit of trouble just remembering all of the details, like names. We we had to go back and reread um, the Not synopsis and stuff. Not that it wasn't a memorable Beauty and the Beast retelling. Right, it was a great book. It just, for whatever reason, we're having a hard time remembering everything about it. But that is not at all to say that you shouldn't read this book because it is good. But quickly, a little bit more on the synopsis part. Um, what has happened is he, the Ren, the prince of this kingdom, has been um, cursed by this um, sorceress named Lilith. And it all has to do with a, a backstory with her people having been killed by his people. And, um, well, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. See, she, see, we're both, we're both like, what? magical, and his dad wanted to get rid of magical people. So he had all of the magical people, people destroyed, and she is supposedly the last. Yes, she's supposedly the last of these magic people, and all the magic was supposed to have gone to her, because the magic she's doesn't... super powerful. Yeah, so she's very powerful. But she tries to, um, well, I guess she sort of does. Um, she seduces the young prince and expects to, I, I think, be able to have sway over him and maybe become the queen, like the princess. That's what I got. To, yes. Yeah, and so she's trying to consolidate power and be, you know, become part of royalty. But they have this one night stand and he just, he's not a nice person. So he just flings her kind of he away after, her. he rejects her after this. And so then she gets very upset, obviously, and puts a curse on him, and he becomes a beast for part of um, the year. And once he becomes this beast, he's completely, it's like a werewolf type of situation. He doesn't have any control over his own. It becomes a different beast. Yes, it's a different kind of it's beast every time. So terror to terrorize his people. Right, so sometimes he can fly, sometimes he's, sometimes he's, actually I don't know that he'd ever flown before. No. But he'd be like a lizard type of thing, or he could be like a big furry beast, wolf, wolf type of thing. So this creature is always different. It's always... Um, manifesting in a different way but the whole thing is that he has to find a girl to love him um, to break the curse um, and so he's done this many many times he has a loyal guard named Gray who the last of the guard. yeah he's the last of the people in the castle that are even alive because the beast has killed everyone else um, and, the, and his kingdom is terrified of this, these beasts um, <laughs> that wreaks havoc. But this gray character is kind of a little mysterious. He's a little bit more mysterious. So you do find out that he feels badly and somewhat responsible for this curse because he let Lilith into the bedchamber um, the night that kind of all this went down. So he has a little bit of, feels a little bit of guilt. But he has been able to survive, which is a, a little bit, a little red flag um, yeah. as you're reading the book. Like, why does, has he survived and not all the rest of them survived? Because he's such a mighty warrior, of course. I think there's more to that story. <laughs> but, there probably is. But yes. There definitely is. <laughs> but that's what she wants you to think. <laughs> But so that's so that's kind of the the story. So Harper is drawn into all of this, and she's she is unlike any of the other 
um, girls that have been brought to this kingdom to try to help Ren break the curse. And his modus, like the way that he operates is he tries to seduce them um, into loving him, which has not worked at all yet. So sometimes they get eaten by the Ren beast and sometimes they just go home. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know what happens to them after that. But It sounds like a lot of them get eaten. Yeah. I would say a lot of them get eaten. <laughs> but Harper shows up and she is a very independent. I, I like this character because she she doesn't listen at all, like really, to, to what they're trying to tell her and stuff. <laughs> like she just goes and does whatever she feels. But, and it is a little reckless sometimes, but it's always out of the goodness of her heart. It's because she's seen someone that needs help or I think it comes from her from her childhood seeing her mom with cancer and trying Mm -hmm. to help the mom without the dad and then the brother that's really struggling Mm -hmm. doing some illegal and thuggy things to to help yeah back home in Washington DC back home in Washington to support their family that he's like they're scraping by like this family is just barely hanging on hanging on by the you know the thread really um and so she's a survivor, and and she has this, the compassion of a person who has cerebral palsy. palsy so, like, she understands limitations and, um, you know, the desire to rise above limitations. Um, maybe more so than other people do. And she also sees... She is able to see the hope in a situation and, you know, want to do better, want to make things better. Okay, Okay, so we're going, Jody and I each both kind of prepared a couple of different topics or questions to talk about. Um, And we haven't seen um, each other's questions (laughs) questions <laughs> so so if, if one of us doesn't seem as prepared as the other it's because we didn't give each other the heads up on what we were going to talk about but I did kind of peek at Jody's first one and it was I had one similar to this so I think we we might have picked similar questions which will be good but Jody do you want to go ahead and get us started on our first topic in a curse so dark and lonely Harper has cerebral palsy And I was just thinking how this changed the Belle character from the typical Beauty and the Beast Belle being like a peerless beauty and super graceful. You get the, she's super graceful and like flawless. And so in this version of Beauty and the Beast, um, we have this character that has um, more challenges maybe with her physical, physical self. And I thought, well, what was the point behind writing that character that way? Um, I thought Harper, compared to other beauties that we've read about, she's super extra fierce because she goes into this strange place and she has to make her way. Um, there are some very physical requirements of her in a magical kingdom that really does not support a person with cerebral palsy. Um, I think it makes her um, not change, but transformation throughout the story more, definitely more, 
you can definitely see a difference from the beginning to the end. That transformation is a bigger transformation, um, and it makes her actions and her sacrifices more meaningful and heroic because she has that additional challenge. And I think the author does a really good job. Like I said before, I really didn't know a whole lot about cerebral palsy. It uh, she did a really good job of um, awareness, maybe educating um, her audience about more of what that is. Yeah, the one thing about the Harper character is a lot of times when you have a Bell character, it's a person who is very um, intellectual. So a lot of times there's a library, there's books, there's some element of a book. So I was thinking back on uh, some of the other retellings that I've read recently or just in the past. And like when you think of the Dark Fever books, you don't immediately think of Mac as like an intellectual person, but the books are full of books. So the whole plot is based around the Sinsadu, which is this dark book that um, everybody's searching for. And then Bar- Barons has a bookstore that she um, hangs out in. So it's like a bookstore instead of a library. There's all these different book elements. And then, okay, Jody, I see that you have something to say too. And there's also definitely a transformation in Mac too that maybe goes towards the, she's, hate to say it, a little bit shallow in the beginning. And then she becomes this, she has to educate herself on how to handle herself and um, on everything phase so that she can survive. So there is that transformation in Mac as well, mm-hmm. whether it has to do with a book or just challenges that she faces. Mm-hmm. There's always a, that's a good transformation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so another couple of the ones I was thinking about was um, the Heart, Heart's Blood I read by Juliette Mar- Marillier earlier. Um, I think I did a podcast about this one. And in this one, the Bell character is a scribe. So again, libraries and books are important to her. Um, It's in the setting of the story. It's not normal for a girl to have that that profession. Um, So, I mean, a lot of times books are somehow how interwoven into this. And in this particular book, there was no um, A Curse So Dark and Lonely. There was no book or library or thing like that that they but what they did with the Harper character was they took that same independent spirit that Belle usually has like normally Belle is kind of a little bit of an outcast maybe just because she depends on herself and her own um, um, her own kind of abilities or her own like she doesn't walk the same road that everybody else walks she's always a little different and a little more um set on her own course than other people are and so i think that's really where the harper character fits into the bell character is her independent spirit and also her heart of gold because she does have that um love for other people and desire to help others Okay, so it's my turn for a question, and honestly, I just have kind of topics I wanted to talk. I couldn't think of an actual real question, I guess, but what I want to talk about with Jody and get her ideas on um, is this love story, because there's a little bit, I don't, okay, so there's not, 
it actually is less of a love story than I would have expected it to be. It's With a little a, bit refreshing because it's not some insipid Belle. Well, Belle is not insipid, but it's more of a fierce character mm -hmm. who isn't just going to just going you know you know at the end of the story that she's going to be with the beast and the curse is going to break and then they live happily ever after yeah so in this story she knows pretty early on what this curse at least part of the, about the curse at least part of the curse and that the curse um, involves her falling in love with or this person that he's brought to the kingdom needing to fall in love with the prince but she's very um, reluctant to just to just do that. I mean, uh, she's a modern girl. She doesn't. <laughs> I mean, although she cares about the people in his kingdom, and shows that in a lot of different ways, she's not the kind of person who would just run into something um, like a love affair and not, you know, have it actually mean something. And so while. They do, I think, develop feelings for each other in this book. There, there's, it's not quick to. It's not fairy tale romance. No, it's not a fairy tale romance um, at all. And in it's addition to that, <laughs> there is a triangle involved, really, in this book. Um, I wouldn't say. I, I would say it's a very subtle triangle, um, but this gray character is never quite out of you know he's this great character is never far from the forefront of what's going on he's always involved in everything that's happening he is interacting with harper in a lot of different ways as well he relates better with gray than definitely than Rin. okay so um i would agree with that um she they had a lot more in common maybe as much as I think he, I mean, I, I actually think both of the, both of the men are ultimately pretty, like, help her to uh, grow. Yes, um, definitely. Neither one of them are, like, stunting of her or, you know, they, they are helping her to become a, you know, a, a better person. A strong, the strong Harper that you see at the end of the book. <laughs> Yeah, so that's something good Not to be that she said. Wasn't strong before. Yeah, so that's something good to be said about both of these guys. Like, there's not I didn't one dislike. Dislike. Well, there was one main thing about Rin, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna peek over Jody's questions yeah. really quick. She says no. That's my question. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. Like the one thing that really bugged me about the book. So. All right. So maybe we should just go on to our next question no. then. Let's, well, let's, let's go on to it because it relates. So okay. here's Jody's question. So in the book, Rin is under his curse. When he comes under his curse, he turns into the beast and doesn't leave his castle for how many other years. And he has this whole kingdom to run with families and, and people trying to make, trying to live their lives. People with businesses and farms and just trying to live. And so for the five years or how many years he's in the castle, he doesn't leave and he doesn't help his people. This was my main, this was my main, I would have liked the Rin character, um, but this, I think this says a lot about him, that he maybe 
as a ruler, maybe needed to consider the people, the families that were in his kingdom and what his actions were going to cost them. It, it does, it costs them dearly. And then in the story, you learn that he has a magical kitchen that can produce, produce like food, like no other. So he has all these people outside the city gates that are starving when he could magically take care of them realistically and he doesn't know this until Harper comes and it just I think that's a major character flaw for me that didn't have me rooting for him is that someone that would let his people suffer so much and not I don't want to say he didn't care but if he really would have if he truly cared he would have he would have done better Yeah, I think he definitely, in this book, you see uh, an arc um, where he's still learning. And it does make it clear in the book that he has been learning for quite some time because it's pretty clear that he was not a nice person, uh, you know, originally. When he was just the prince before the curse, he took things for granted. He didn't, you know, he wasn't a nice person. You get that pretty clearly from, um, from the story. He and, and while he has grown in compassion and things over these years, he doesn't like what Jody says. He and he and and at one point he did kind of explain. Make I thought it was, I thought it was a, it was not Jody, a good reason. <laughs> Jody thought it wasn't a good reason, and so he did kind of try to do a little bit to try to protect his kingdom while this was going on, but he didn't really go very far. No, he didn't and, know. Like if his troops in the neighboring in his neighboring little cities were alive, that's very sad to me. <laughs> so part of so part of what has happened is in all these years that he's been hiding out in the castle trying to seduce these young girls and <laughs> turning into a beast occasionally. <laughs> yeah, creepy. His kingdom has fallen into disrepair, and and a neighboring kingdom has noticed this, and now this kingdom is is actively coming in and beginning to take over the land. So now, people yes, so so the people are being terrorized. His lands are being overrun. He's his kingdom is in a very serious. Um, Emberfall is the name of the kingdom. Emberfall's in a really bad place right now. Um, and sometimes I wonder if it wouldn't just be better for them to be taken over, honestly, at certain points in the book, because you have these people that are starving, and then he turns into the beast and then goes and, like, rips up people in the villages. <laughs> he doesn't care. It felt he doesn't, because he doesn't come out and try and help. I always... So the question about... All right, so this is just a question that pops... <laughs> I didn't understand why he couldn't be imprisoned right. when he's the beast. Right. You would think that they would have... <laughs> between him and gray <laughs> have the have that thought that maybe he should be caged somehow when he became <laughs> i know well the, well the thing that's funny about it is so in the very beginning gray like they have this conversation with gray and gray has just led him like the beast on this big long like tromp throughout the forest oh, to try to yes. keep him away from people like like yes, a really complex yes. like it's a really complex thing but i'm saying but I'm just saying, like, why would you do that if you could just lock him up? I don't, you I don't understand. You probably have a dungeon. And you know from later on that the change doesn't happen, like, instantly. 
they are no when it's starting to happen. You, they have several days before he's fully a beast. I mean, I, I just don't understand. Like, why? You have the whole castle. All right, but that's okay. Let's let's. We don't want to focus on that. We'll just no. let that part be. I just that is that is that I just I find myself not rooting for that character because of that specific reason. Yeah, it's a it's a serious flaw. I would agree with you mm-hmm. on that. Um, how do you feel about Gray? Because this was actually one of my questions. Like, let's talk about these two men, these two male characters. Like, because having read the book, I know that something happens about Gray. I know something about Gray that is that's very important. That's gonna be important to the next several books, and it's to the point where we don't know for sure. This is spoiler. If Ren will be the real ruler of Ember- Emberfall. And so let's talk about that. Do you think between the two, like we've already discussed that we don't think Ren has really done a very good job ruling. Even with all this going on, he hasn't really tried to help his people. But what about Grey? Do you think, could you see him as a believable or like, would you feel the poetic justice would be right to have gray ruling instead do you think he has the the leadership skills or the the like what would be necessary for a ruler i'm curious to see what you're going to say about this because i'm not really sure myself so here you go jody i think oh goodness i love gray i think he as a ruler i think he has the humility and i think he has the courage i think um i think that he would love Rin too much to ever try and try and take his place as the ruler especially since you get that that story that strong sense of loyalty from Grey to Rin throughout all these years where he's tried to protect him and he's done actually a better job of trying to protect the people than Rin like leading the beast out to the forest where like the villagers won't be but I don't know. I don't know if he would... I don't know if he would try and take Rin's place. Just because he... I think they think of each other more like brothers now than they do. Definitely friends. Definitely friends. So, I don't... You don't think... And I think when you know that he knows that he might be the potential ruler, he runs away... He runs away and tells, he basically tries to be forgotten. So that is not a good trait, I think, in a ruler. I agree with that. I was disappointed with that. Um, to run away and just completely fall off the face of the planet, I don't like that. Um, I think he did it for Rin's sake. Though. Well, he did. He had, I mean, he definitely had noble reasons or desires to do that but he's leaving harper too like he's stranded he actually stranded her brother and his and her brother's boyfriend <laughs> in the really king lad i'm really glad that he does though because now they have a really good doctor <laughs> yeah and um, an additional warrior <laughs> that's right and so harper has that additional support as well so i'm really glad they get stuck <laughs> that's right so the brother in the end the brother and the and the brother's boyfriend get um pulled into this kingdom as well and and they're, they're kind of stuck but the brother's boyfriend is actually I really loved his character he wasn't in it for very much for much but 
he was one of my favorite characters of the whole book. I have to say, he's, like he's the most grounded of all the characters. Yeah, he's <laughs> the most grounded. He's um, a like a not quite a doctor. He's an intern, yes. or yeah, but in an emergency room. But like so desperately needed in a war torn <laughs> country from medieval times. Recovering from a major major battle. Yes. Yeah. So um, what? There was something else I was gonna say, but I forgot. I wanted to circle back around to something. I'll try to remember Gray that. Gray is a ruler. Oh, yeah. Gray is a ruler. But there was something before that. <laughs> Gray is a ruler. I agree with Jody. I don't know. Maybe maybe this he series... He find his courage. Maybe the next book coming will be Gray finding his courage and finding his place so that he can do that. I was going to say, I think that this series, hopefully, the journey that it takes us on will be... I mean, I don't know what's going to happen ultimately, but I feel like... My preliminary thoughts on this is that he will be the ruler at the end. But I don't know how that would happen. I mean, because he doesn't want it and he doesn't want... I don't think he, he has the faith in himself to be... He, he has the faith in himself to be the warrior and to be the guard and to do all that. But he doesn't have the faith in himself to be the ruler of the whole kingdom. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens there. And... The book did a really good job, like I said, with this kind of love triangle because it never got to, I mean, although there were feelings involved with everybody, it never got, like, there was really never a clear, so it never clearly said that she had feelings for Grey and there was never anything that really happened to make you think. Well, there was like a little bit of a, with Ren where they almost kissed or they did kiss or something like that. There was a little bit, but she was always reserving herself still back from that. And so it wasn't a clear match. So they really did leave it open, honestly, at this point for anything to happen. She didn't go too far down a course with any, either one of these characters as far as the romance part of it goes. I thought maybe the goodbyes between the two of them kind of made that line a little bit more clear where she was definitely more emotional when she left Grey, when she went back to see her mother and brother. I think that that was a little bit more of an emotional, I think it might have been hardy, harder for her to say goodbye to Grey than it was to say goodbye to Rin. All right. Um, so here's just a question. If you had to pick... <laughs> between red or gray your own self which one of these if you were harper which one would you pick boo i don't like this question <laughs> um i think you already know the answer i don't like rin because the selflessness the selflessness of selfishness of leaving his people to die and to starve and to be terrorized i think I don't think I would, I don't think I could respect someone like that. I would definitely have to choose Greg, even though he is holding himself back from the love triangle because he knows that, he thinks, he thinks that Harper needs to be with Rin, but I think he's definitely holding back and if he made more of a play for Harper, then he might be successful. All right, I love that answer. <laughs> and I'm going to play the, devil, the devil's advocate. I'm just going to say... I, I would have picked Gray <laughs> like, <laughs> if you just asked me, but I'm going to play the um, devil's advocate here for Ren. Um, and the reason, I, I just, I want to point out that, so we t we've talked about how he left his kingdom for all these years 
and, and hasn't done a whole lot. But I do want to, in his defense, say he's been doing this for a really long time. He's been cursed for a really long time. He does feel really, really badly about, I mean, he killed his family. He killed, I mean, the, um, the immense amount of guilt that a person would have after all of this having and ultimately even though what he did with Lilith was was not right I mean it's such a small thing compared to the horrible things that she's done to him and to Gray and the way that because she she doesn't just leave either she does this curse but then she's back like torture yeah torturing him all the time with this you know stuff and so He's really been tortured for, you know, I, I don't, we've discussed, I, we don't know for how long, but a long time. And um, so I think really when it talks about the five years, him not having left his castle and he doesn't even know what's going on, I think it's really a more a state of his, his, it's, no, it's despair and despondence. Like, you know, what I mean? you sometimes you get into such a sad, play, like hopeless dark place that you just can't you know all he's really trying to do is just survive and he doesn't he just doesn't have the capacity which is not a good thing to not have the capacity to care about your people but he just is surviving and and so I mean Harper is desperately desperately needed when she shows up it's a bad situation and on so many fronts but really she brings hope that and when she arrives and she starts doing these things and he starts thinking about and and finding out what's going on because a lot of it is he just doesn't know what's happened like it's not that he knows and he's being rude and mean and you know it's just he doesn't he honestly doesn't know what's going on outside his castle walls she encourages him to step up yeah and, and so he and he is, yeah good. and he does he really makes a good transformation not only from where he was in the very beginning um before the curse but also like the um, time frame after Harper arrives to where things end, um, he's made a, a good transformation. So I would say based on his ability to learn and his and also he he makes mistakes and he doesn't. I don't remember him being grumpy about the mistake. I, I kind of remember him like learning from the mistakes rather than. So he's a very human, flawed. He's a flawed character, but I'd say that there's some good there. But, all right, let's... <laughs> all right, I'm going to turn it over to Jody for another uh, question. <laughs> Sorry, this is one of Jody's questions. <laughs> In the traditional Beauty and the Beast storyline, Beauty returns for the love of the beast. In a... In a in this book, Harper returns, but it's not necessarily for Rin the Beast. It is more for her people. Uh, not her people, but his people. <laughs> I think maybe the love for the kingdom is the, the main concern for her, the motivation for her returning. Yeah, I like that point. So maybe re the real love story here isn't between Harper and Gray or Ren. The real love story here may be between Harper and these people of Emberfall, um, because she she really does care about um, 
the their future. The yeah, the welfare of the people. And she sees that a leader is needed. And even though she's reluctant at first, because throughout the story, she has to kind of um, pretend to be a princess. And so she's not really comfortable in that role at first because, um, you know, it would be odd as a modern person to go and suddenly be treated like, you know, your royalty. But she wears this role really, really well. And um, her in her inner strength and her inner integrity and her inner um, ability to kind of see things that need to be fixed and to work on that really lends itself well to... Um, a person in a in a position like that and so she loves these people and these people love her um she you could very easily see her maybe she'll be the ruler she at the end has their devotion yeah like maybe she'll just be queen and that's like the end of it <laughs> <laughs> or it could be like a sarah j mass book and then a habit can be completely different than what you think in the first book <laughs> yeah that's true too maybe Maybe Gray slash Reese <laughs> will show up. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so I guess that is another point. This book, we should have maybe mentioned this in the very beginning. This book is not a standalone book. This is the beginning of a series. I don't know how many are planned, but I think I don't, was the next one in, to, I, I want to say January 2020. So I want to say that there isn't a lot more time that you have to wait for this next book. I can guarantee you that I'm going to pick this thing up like as soon as it comes out and we'll read it because I'm curious. I want to know what happens. Um, I'm pretty invested. I think my favorite character was Harper, though. I I liked both of the guys, too, but they did not have me. Okay, when, when I think about my favorite male characters of all time, these guys wouldn't make that list. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though they're not bad guys. No. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to catch that. Right? No, probably not. My favorite either, but that's just me. That's just me. They're not they're not bad. They're, they're just not bad. Not, no. They're just I mean they're no barons. They're no like Reese. They're no <laughs> Rowan. <laughs> yeah, they're no Rowan. I mean like what other ones are there? There's tons. They're no Jamie from Alan. Jamie oh, Fraser. Yeah. They're no I mean they're just not like they don't stand out um, the way some of these other male characters from books. So who knows? Maybe there will be someone new. Yeah, but we're probably not. not. But <laughs> but as jo- Jody pointed out, <laughs> like I wouldn't have said that about Rysander, uh, like from Sarah J. Moss's. No, I think he always had a little so bit he of grew, sparkle. He, <laughs> he grew on me after, like in that second book, though. So we don't know. I mean, I'm open to whatever happens in these next couple books. How about you? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm a lover of all things fairy tale and. Anything that's beautiful to read, and I definitely think that this book fits that bill. Um, anything that's a good escape read, I think these are. So, if you don't feel like <laughs> bawling or <laughs> being mad at the world, <laughs> this is a good one to escape into. Yeah, and as we kind of um, wrap this podcast up on this one, I did want to ask one kind of final thing because I normally do for all my books that I review, who would you recommend this book for? This is a, a young adult book, right? It's a young adult book. Okay, it, it's a young adult book, but who would you recommend it? Like, what other, a reader who likes what other books might like this book? I'm going to put Jody on the spot. <laughs> so we talked about the Sarah J. Mass books. Definitely those. I think the Wicked Lovely books 
are a good fit. Maybe even the City of Bones, even though I prefer the prequel to the City of Bones series a lot more. The Infernal Devices, I think. Those are really good. Um, so, someone who doesn't... like Maybe Shannon Hale, like the Goose Girl books. Those are good, too. Um, maybe for an older teenager, those are maybe, these are maybe not for younger teens, just because of some of the violence and mm-hmm. and some of the situations with Lily. So maybe li- Lily, Lilith, Lilith, <laughs> some of the situations with Lilith. So older, maybe a more mature teen to adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So as far as content goes, like Jody said, there is some violence. There is a little bit the. the like a little bit of romancy stuff but there's nothing graphic there's no you know this is not a rom- adult romance or it's anything like that <laughs> yeah it's not about a stripper um it, it's it's um so there's really there's a wide appeal for people who might like this book mm-hmm. um and with that we'll go ahead and sign off so um until next time happy reading happy reading